What is going on, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch. It is January 18th, uh, 6 p.m. And uh, we have another episode of the Trap Podcast for you. Uh, We got our boy, Patty Shambro, in the building. Patty, what's happening, buddy? What's going on, Bill? How we doing? We're doing good. Um, it's been a it's been an interesting it's been an interesting week to be a Devils fan. Always is. I know. It's like we're it's we're very we have a lot of drama for being a, a fan base. You know, Ranger fans have always said like, "Oh, the Devils don't have it." You know, no fans and everything. We have a lot of drama surrounding our team for for an organization that apparently doesn't have any fans. I love Devils Twitter. It's it's so toxic and wonderful. I love it so much. It's so New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> we we were ranked like one of the most annoying fan bases in the league. And I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So obnoxious and annoying to each other, which is the which is the funny funny thing. Like whenever I see opposing fans at the arena, nobody gives them any shit. It's always towards each other. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of there's a lot of um devil on devil mm. crime. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're, I don't want to get into the previous games, but we had the Devils actually had a big win in Florida, um, and they came away from that road trip. They ended up going to Boston on Monday afternoon, which I thought was a bad – that was a bad spot for the Devils. So, like an afternoon game on a Monday – uh, versus a good Boston team who's really good at home, structurally is very, you know, um, very composed. They arguably the best coach in the league, two good goaltenders, and that organization just ha- has their has their defense and um they're just they're just really they're tight. They're a tight knit group and um I wasn't surprised to see the Devils lose that one. I didn't think that that was a good setup for the team. So we ended up coming away from this three-game road road trip uh, with a win, a tie, and a loss. Despite, you know, having all these injuries and whatnot. And we know what the Devils' schedule looks like going forward for the rest of the season. It's actually rated the hardest schedule in the NHL. And when you have these games that are favorable, you have to take them. Not only those, but you got to take games that you necessarily aren't supposed to win either. So when you saw Montreal on the on the schedule and you see Columbus on the schedule, I'm thinking that most Devil fans thought that those were two games that the Devils were going to have to pull out if they want to, you know, just keep pace and tread water with the rest of the Metropolitan Division and Eastern Conference as we were fighting for a wild card spot. I was a little I was caught off guard by last night's game. So you went to the game last night too, right? Yeah, I was there. That the building was dead. Uh, really? I th- I, I, I saying, actually thought differently I, for the first period and then the play dictated how the crowd reacted. Yeah, if it, first of all, one thing I will point out was there were a lot of Slovaks. There were a lot of Slovakian yeah. jerseys in there and stuff, and I thought that that was pretty interesting. The dude that was sitting behind me, there was two couples who were from Slovakia. Uh, one dude got a Nemitz jersey. He must have like ordered it prior to the game starting, and then during the first intermission went down and picked it up. Um, 
And then the three people that he were with were wearing uh, Slovakian national jerseys. But I noticed a lot of Slovak fans. Um, I was I was so disappointed. You know, last night really, to me, it really uh, it summed up the entire Devil season. It's felt like, mm-hmm. and going into the game, you know, we looked at the line combinations from Lindy Ruff. It was good. We were getting Timo Meyer back, so that was exciting. If you're a Devils fan. Um, and you saw he had Holtz on the fourth line with Willman and Tierney. Bastion was playing with Halla and Lazar. And they were going to play Meyer up the lineup on the second line and Heischer's line, you know, with Toffoli and, and, uh, and Brett. It just, to me, like, it's gotten to the point, and I, I – I put a I put a post out where it just feels like Lindy Ruff is just sucking the life out of the organization, out of its fan base. Um and I and I'm I hate to do this, but this is going to be a pretty heavy Lindy Ruff podcast from my end, um episode from my end because I I've really hit like a breaking point and it's and it's actually sad. It's not so much that I'm mad anymore. Um it's more like I'm starting to get a little disinterested. And I think that that is more concerning than anything else. And what's funny is I've had multiple people reach out without me saying this. It's not very normal that somebody that would have a devil's podcast and tell people that they're just, they've become a little disinterested in the product that doesn't really lend itself well to its listeners. But I actually had two different people reach out to me today and say the same thing. And it's funny, if you ask my dad and if you ask my brother, I haven't been hitting them up as much um, during the games or I left a couple games early that I just, I don't know, like this this team just does not seem like it's prepared to take its next, next step forward. And I'm going to dive into all this, but I mean – Maybe it's I have a lot going on in other parts of my life, and I'm just like this is this is just not a priority for me at this point. But do you? F- I, I just feel like this team is a little bit hopeless right now. You know, after the Boston game, I felt I felt good after the Boston game, even though they lost. And you know, we kind of expected them, but after the road trip, taking three points on that road trip, I was like, all right. With all the injuries they had, I was like, we got two games against Montreal and and Columbus, like. Those are games we should win. And uh, coming back off that road trip, I was just – I was I was feeling good. And kind of like you said last night, I did find myself at a – like going into the third period, I was like, what? Why am I even here? You know, like – and to your point, what you said earlier about the crowd, when during the national anthem and at puck drop, I thought the crowd was very into it. I'm right. going to disagree with you there. I was like, wow, these – the fans are sh- – showed up tonight. Uh, the building was packed and – for the most part, this fan base is still buying into this team. And then, you know, 40 minutes of hockey later, and it's like, it's just, it was just sloppy. And it just did not, was not fun to watch. And I don't, and like, like you said, it's going to be a very heavy, Lindy rough podcast. I'm going to say the same on my end because I believe that this team does need something to get them going and whether that is getting rid of Lindy Ruff, I think is an option. Um, 
the team needs I like the team was much is much better even with all the injuries than the Montreal Canadiens and to come out like that I really only have one finger to point to point at it's one guy to point my finger at yeah no I'm with you it, it was like people were walking around last night like it, it looked like somebody had kicked their dog. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a weird scene uh, walking around during the second intermission. People are really wondering what is going on with this team. You know, we came off of this amazing season last year where we break the, the regular season record in points and we make it to the second round of the playoffs. And you, I, I was the first person I said, I thought that there was going to be some regression with that said, I still thought that you could, you know, maybe not have as many total points because I thought we won and we had a lot of pucks bounce our way last year and we won a lot of very close games. We came from behind a lot. We had a lot of players on our team that hit career highs. But So I thought that maybe you weren't going to have the puck luck and you weren't going to have the injury luck that you had last year and that there could be some regression. But at the end of the day, I thought that you would still see growth within the within the young players. So, you know, even if you, even if you finish second or third in the Metro and, and you look like a team that has learned how to make it through the regular season and prepare itself for the playoffs and be able to flip that switch when the playoffs come, I would have been okay with it. And I would have been, it would have been acceptable. What, what I'm noticing now is like, the team does not look like it's growing really. It, it, I'm not seeing players take the next step. I mean, the Devils have played boring hockey. It was boring. Last night Very. was straight up boring. I was Very like, boring. it's like this is, not, this is not a team that we should ever look at as boring, whether or not Jack Hughes is playing or not. You have a team riddled with talent to where – it's almost hard to make all of these talented players boring. You have a Nemitz, you have a Luke Hughes, you have a Jesper Bratt, you have Nico Heischer, you have Timo Meyer. I mean, these are a lot of like pretty substantial pieces that should be able to play exciting, fast hockey. And I'm not seeing the urgency from them. I'm not seeing them taking a step forward from what they did last year. It does not look like they're skating as fast as they did last year or as hard as they were last year. There seems to be a lot of complacency when it comes to the players on the team, when it comes to the coaching staff, and at this point, even when it comes to upper management, because at some point you would think that Tom Fitzgerald would intervene and either make a move for a player or maybe just even if it wasn't publicly, but talk to his head coach and try to say, Hey, listen, like maybe we should start doing this or maybe we should incorporate this or even an assistant coach try to suggest something. And the lack of urgency to me is concerning because we're more than halfway through the season and we're on the outside looking in. People are going to talk about, well, if you do the game points by average, we're still, you know, last, we have the last wild card spot. Well, we have the hardest record in the league to finish off. We haven't won on a back to back all season. Um, we only have one goaltender. We're missing four defensemen or three defensemen and four defensemen now. It's like, uh, I, don't, I don't see, you know, there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of scapegoats as to as to why the season has gone this way, but I'm getting a little concerned 
about the effort and the urgency and the consistency, the being ready to play from the players, from the coaching staff, and upper management not willing to make, I don't know, Tom Fitzgerald seems to be sitting on his hands a little bit, and it's like, I don't know what he's supposed to do, but um, this team is, this team could miss the playoffs. They could absolutely miss the playoffs. Um, I still don't believe they will, but something has to change. And to your point about, you know, like people are, you know, some people are giving Lindy Ruff the pass based on injuries. And you know what? The fact of the matter is a top six of Heesher, Brat, Meyer, McLeod, and and Mercer and Toffoli, honestly, uh, to come out and lose that game against the Canadians is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Like that's a better, that's still a better top six than over half the teams in the league, I would say. And it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to, after the road trip you had to come home and play a bottom league team like the Montreal Canadians and have this kind of break of playing, of playing tough teams of you get, you get Montreal at home. Then you got a quick trip to Columbus. And then after that, it's Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Colorado. All back they, to back. They could lose. Like these were games this out was, for the This was a game they needed. Month. They needed this game. And they needed to come out strong against Montreal after a tough road trip where we were all like, okay, uh, kind of went average. Sure. I'll take it. I'll take those three points, you know, especially the big win against Florida. All right. Grab these two against a bad team in Montreal. I know you got injuries, but your top six. Should still get the job done. Nico Dawes played great. He has been playing great. Love the kid. Um, you got to beat these teams. You got to beat, and it's been the same. It's been the same story all year of losing to these bad teams. Like you have to take these points from these bad teams, especially on home ice. It's it's totally unacceptable. And I mean, we haven't even gotten into the Holt stuff yet, really. But man, am I just not back in Lindy Ruff at all at this moment. I, 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 he's the only guy where I'm like, you, something needs to change. You're not doing something right if this team is losing to the fucking Canadians. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's been all season. We lost to Anaheim at home. We lost to San Jose. We lost to Columbus. Lost to Columbus at home. We lost to Washington. I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. It's like, what 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 are we doing you know, I'm going to I'm going to call for Lindy Ruff's head and I think that this team should fire Lindy Ruff and people know that already that how I th- what I think of him. I do. I think that the team needs to move on from him. I think he's a dinosaur. I think he plays favorites. I don't think he utilizes the talent on the team properly. I don't like his roster management. Um and then like let's get into it. Like who has played good consistently this season? Who do you look at this season and say, man, they've been good? All right, here. We got what? Mikey McLeod. Mike McLeod. Jesper Bratt. Okay. Bratt. Bratt's on pace to do what he did last year, so that's good. Who, who else? Like, who else are we looking at? I mean, I can't even saying, say wow, Jack we, Hughes because he he hasn't been playing that well. I mean, he's but has been playing. I, I I should rephrase that. He hasn't been playing up to his standard. Um, you know, the turnovers got to cut down on him. So the only guys that I'm like giving you are 
Mikey and, and Jesper. Sure. And it's like, to me, it was the, the only answer is Mike McLeod. He's the only guy that we have going right now. So w- what I want to do is I want to look at this from people that support Lindy Ruff and people like a guy like Sam Wu, who thinks that Lindy Ruff is a great coach and thinks that Vitek Banachek is a great is a great goaltender. And he does it all for clickbait, and he's like such an attention whore. It makes me sick. Um, and, and I like Sam as a person. I'm just saying he, he's, he just puts that out there to freaking troll people. But here's the thing. Like what moves has Lindy Ruff done this season that has made you think that was a smart decision or that was a good move? What, has, what is he doing that makes you support him continuing to be behind the bench of this team? Like that's what I want to know. Like that's, that's my – and I, and I didn't want to have Ali on because I wasn't about to get into it with him and it was just going to turn into a fight. But it's like, tell me what he's done that's so great with the talent that we have on this team that he should be, his job should be in, in you know, shouldn't be questioned. It's like, we don't have anybody going. We don't have anybody going. We're hanging our hats on Nemitz coming out and looking like a good in his first 20 games, it's like Nemitz has played good. Nico Dawes has played good in five, six games. And it's like, and Mike McLeod has looked good. That's all we're hanging our hats on. I think you, you look at the amount of talent on our roster. Yeah, we should be, we should have a wild card spot secured regardless of the injuries. I understand that you have shitty goaltending. Well, guess what? You shouldn't have ran Vitek Vanacek out there over and over and over. It's like you mismanage your goaltending. You mismanage your crease. And he wasn't willing to make a move. He continued to play him. Um, and I'm not saying that Schmid was a better option, but to continue, he was, Vanacek is arguably the worst goaltender in, you know, playing in the league right now for a guy that's played in a decent sample size. So, and and I like Vanacek as a guy. Like he clearly is a, is a locker room guy that everyone's on, and he played very good last year. But you continued to run him out. You mismanaged the, the net. You've mismanaged your lines. Your defensive pairings were shit for the first twenty games of the season, when when everyone was healthy. You continued to run Luke Hughes out there. You you refused to put him with, with Marino, which they had chemistry in the playoffs last year. I mean, you look at our at our uh, lineups. You went out and made a splash to sign Timo Meyer to this long term contract, and you continue to play him on the wrong side of the ice. He's your highest paid forward. You don't have anybody putting the puck in the net right now. Why not play him on the right side of the ice? Why not play him on the right side of the ice on the power play? Why not play Mike McLeod on the on one of your power plays over Nate Bastian? Nate Bastion has, what, two goals this season. Mike McLeod has been a force up and down the lineup, has been a force in every zone, on the penalty kill, five on five. There's no doubt that he can't play on the power play, too. It's like, and let's just get into it. So you get into the benching of Holtz. He's our best five on five scorer right now. You take him... You took him off the power play. Then you put him back on the power play. 
He was actually, he's playing with Willman and Tierney. These are AHL players. He actually had a really nice deflection last night. Now, listen, I am not defending Alex Holt's defensive game. I am not saying that Alex Holtz is Patrice Bergeron. He's not this incredible, well-rounded player. But he's got 11 goals in 42 games. He could easily, easy be a 30-goal scorer if you played him more than six minutes a game and didn't bury him on your fourth line. Can we agree? Yes, I agree. He's going to score 20 goals getting shafted, getting benched every game, playing with, with shitbag players. It's like – Well, even if you're, if you're on the Lindy Ruff train or you're, or you're not or if you're on the Holtz train or you're not, I think that everybody can agree. And if you don't agree with it, you're just, you're just, you're just standing on your hill and not letting any other opinion in. If you don't agree that Holtz should have played in Bastion's spot last night on the third line with, with Lazar and Halla, like – there's really no there's no conversation to be had with you because you're a moron. You're an absolute moron. Like there's just no reasoning behind that whatsoever. And then to bench him, I mean, I get it. He he had that he had the bad pass in his own zone that led to a, uh, a long possession by Montreal. Okay, Patty, yeah. that happens. That happens that, ten times in a game. That happens all the time, and happens all the time to veteran players. And Lily Ruff doesn't do shit. He doesn't do anything to them, but he only he he focuses on this kid so much. And I'm like, I have to get into, I have to get into his comments after the game, just because they really pissed me off. Just like, like I know more than you, kind of thing that he pulled with Ryan Novo. Uh, Ryan Novo, like uh, Novo asked a very straightforward question. A very straightforward question wasn't picking at Lindy Ruff. Wasn't saying like, oh, well, you did this, blah 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 blah. He was just he straight up said. What went into the benching of Holtz after he scored his goal? And he pulled the bull crap. Well, while we all know that that uh, you don't watch the game that well again. Uh, and it's like, one, you're in no position to fucking talk down to somebody right now. You no. fucking suck. Two, you don't talk to anybody like that, especially in a professional world. And three, just fucking answer the question. Just answer the question. If you had, If he just came out and said – I didn't like the play he made in the defensive zone, and I we had um, I decided to sit him instead of talking down to a reporter as if you're all this high and mighty. Let me I got news for you, Lindy. Like seats hot. Like you're maybe no you don't coach so well. Yeah, you know what maybe, I mean, like yeah. seriously, like maybe you don't coach so well. Like that's kind of your job is to answer questions to to you know you get softballs from all the the New Jersey Devils hire, hired media that go in there that don't ask you any kind of tough questions. It's yeah. Like, what would you do if you worked in a market where hockey was a, a big hockey market, like yeah. a Toronto or Montreal or something? What are you going to do? You're going to fold every time somebody asks you a difficult question? He's clearly had it out for Alex Holtz for a long time. I'm not saying that Alex Holtz belongs in the top six. He belongs in the top nine. Exactly what you said. He should be playing over Nate Bastion on the third line. That's yeah. stupid. And, and yeah, it's, it sounds like a small thing, but the scoring opportunities – and just the development, he he would he would just be so much better off playing with Lazar and Hulla than he would be playing with these shitty AHL players. Not I don't want to say shitty. I mean, because women and t- I mean, that's, but that's what they are. No, they're so, grinders. They're, that's they're it. Grinders. That's that's what they are. Holtz is a goal scorer, and he should not be on that line. They so tell me goals. So tell me this. Tell me it's Holtz makes a play that literally happens multiple times in a game, in every game. Dawson Mercer turns the puck over. 
Brendan Smith turns the puck is a turnover machine. You know what I mean? Jack Hughes turns the puck over a ton. Luke Hughes turns the puck over. He lets all these guys have a leash. I mean, if anything, he 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 gives he promotes Brendan Smith. So tell me this: is taking a stupid penalty in the last five minutes of a game to leave your team shorthanded in the offensive zone or being caught out of position? you know, pinching or something, a typical Brendan Smith, five minutes left in the game penalty that he takes every game, every fucking time, every time. And he never benches him. It's like Nate Bastion took two penalties in the, in the Boston Bruins game. And he promoted him to the third line. That makes no sense. It's like, he's taking all of his frustration out on this one kid. And if you can't see that the, the, the risk reward of having Alexander Holtz turn into a top nine player or top six player for the long-term good of this franchise. It's like, let me spell it out for you. Tyler Toffoli might not sign next year. We may have an open winger spot in the top six. It's like, and it's like, this would be a kid. He's your seventh overall pick. He's continued to do what you've asked him to do. You've totally mismanaged the kid's career up to this point between the last two years. It's like if he can turn into a 20 to 30 goal scorer who has deficiency in his in his game when it comes to defense, it's like so be it. There's so many players in the league that are good offensively and can contribute offensively that are not great defensive players. It's like that's that's part of the game. Like what do you mean? Like everybody knows that. Jack Hughes is not a great defensive player. If you can score, if Alexander Holtz was playing alongside Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer next year and the year after, he would score 30-plus goals. And if you have a 30-plus goal scorer for a team that just went five periods without scoring a goal, that guy should be on the ice. We're losing 2-0. The kid, the kid scores uh, the, the, game, the goal to tie the game up, and then you bench him. And it's like... We could use some firepower. We're not scoring goals in bunches right now. It was to, to continue to throw Lazar, Halla, and Bastion out there. And I don't have a problem with any of those guys, but to not include Holtz at all when he clearly, when he's, I mean, he statistically has scored the most five on five goals on your team, it just makes zero sense. It, I, I really don't know. Like, Lindy Ruff, you're it, 63 it, it years old. You're 63. Holtz is 21. Grow the f- up. Grow up, dude. Like, you're holding a grudge against a 21-year-old kid. Like, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. You know, it's the crazy part, too, is Luke Hughes has only played 40 games. He plays 40 games a season on average. That's what, that's what he's used to playing in collegiate hockey. And Nemitz is used to playing 65 games. These kids are going to start wearing down. They've never played this much. They've never played this amount of hockey before. So anything basically moving forward from now on, it's really touch and go. I'm not saying that they're going to fall off. I think that they're going to gain a lot by more experience. The more games you play, the smarter you get, the more you know what's going on, you become more of a pro. But what I'm saying is physically, their bodies are going to be put through a lot more than they've ever been tested before. And it's like, what were they going to do last night? They brought up Cal Foot. Luke Hughes had a stomach bug. What were they going to do if Luke Hughes couldn't play? 
Who are they going to play? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they weren't even prepared. It's like it. It, it just. I don't. I, the team is like kind of like losing me. Like to where I'm like, this is boring. They're they're going to win just enough amount of games to like kind of stay in there. But from the beginning of the season, I have not seen the urgency. I've not seen the spirit of the team. I've not seen the they don't skate as hard. And it just looks like a team that's very complacent. I tell you what, I don't know if you saw the interview with Nico Heischer after the game last night. Nico Heischer looks fed up. I think, and I, we've been saying that we don't think that Heischer is a fan of Ruff. He looked last night, he can't wait for Lindy Ruff to be gone. And it's just like everybody's saying, he's going to hold on to his job because we haven't had a goaltender and because there's been injuries. He's going to ruin the year. You know what the, You know what it is, too, is all the Lindy Ruff supporters say the same shit. Look at all the injuries we've had. Look at our goaltending, and we're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Well, you know what? Like, It's like sneaking into a playoff spot is not – the standard that I hold this team at going into the season. We were one of the favorites to win the Stanley cup. It's like sneaking into the playoffs is not an option. That's that's it. I don't give a shit about the injuries. I don't give a shit about You know, they didn't make any saves like manage the team correctly. Manage. If you manage, if you maximize the most out of the talent that you had on the roster, you would be in a better position than you're in right now. Just because the team has success when they're, you know, doesn't mean that it's just because of the coach. It's like players can have success even though they've been shit on. People brought up Jesper Bratt and it was like, oh, Jesper Bratt, he got sat by three different coaches. That doesn't mean that Jesper Bratt wouldn't have been a good player if he wasn't sat. And actually, I agreed when he was benched. I thought that he deserved to be benched because he wasn't playing two ways. And he was a liability on the ice. So there are times to bench players. I'm not saying that you can't bench players, but to continue to just single out one person over and over and over, it's like, it's so obvious at this point. And now you're getting defensive with the reporters and you're trying to be a smart ass. Like, oh. yeah, I just coach's job. It's his job to get this, to get this team playing, to get this team going and they're not going this train that that dog ain't hunting. Um, what, what adjustments is Lindy Ruff making that you're like, wow, this that was that was smart. He should, I'm man, I'm glad he did that. I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, I haven't seen one all year. I haven't been like, wow, that was, you know what? That's a great idea. You should play Mercer at center for 20 games, even though he hasn't scored a goal and his production has literally plummeted. Let's continue to play him at center for the next 15 games and see how he does. Like. Come on, man. Like, move the kid to the wing where he belongs. You know what I mean? I still don't get why they have Halla playing wing and you have Lazar playing center either. It's like, yeah, right? That's a, like, that's a friggin' doozy to me. I don't, I don't understand that one at all. It does, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the power play, you have Timo set up on the wrong side of the ice. I'm like, what, what are we doing? I don't know. The, the team power plays, the power play is another story, but you know, they scored the two goals on the on the double minor last night to kind of save their asses. But up until that point, I think they were they hadn't scored a power play goal in the last six games or something like that. And going into just, the third period, we had had four power plays or five power plays. We look like shit. Yeah. 
we continue to get off to a slow start. We play from behind every game. Um, and we're, we're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to playing from behind. We ha- can't win an, uh, a game on a back-to-back. It's like, I don't know. Like You don't think preparation has anything to do with that? And at some point, I do. I believe that the players are responsible for being ready. That's part of being a professional. I, I have no, There's no argument on that side. But when it comes to your game plan and your system, and like it takes everybody a year to learn your system, like maybe you're playing too difficult of a system. You know what I mean? Maybe like simplify things a little bit. Like, why does it take everybody so much time to get acclimated to Lindy Ruff's system? Yeah, I mean, you're you're saying everything that I want to say. So I I just I just I have not. I'm just piggybacking off of you. So does it feel does it feel like they are playing with the same effort that they played with last year? No, not at all. Not at all. Not even close. Not even close. It's like we're it's, watching a different team. Last year, it felt they would, you know, they would they clawed for uh, for points for to get that win, and you know, this year it's it seemed like from game one it seemed that you know they're just expecting everybody to kiss their ass and you know give it to them, and it just doesn't work like that. Like I don't, I don't know. You saw. I don't know. It's saw, getting frustrating. I, I, I'm getting a little disinterested as well. I mean, I would never not be interested. You know. Oh, of course. But no, like, I mean, as, as disinterested as you can get for yeah. a guy that hosts a Devil's podcast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I go to all the games. I'm just yeah, saying. Like same, this is becoming man. like it's it's like okay, like we're kind of doing the same thing over and over and over. We're not really getting anywhere. You know. You saw like to me, Luke Hughes has had a really good season, but like I almost feel like I would expect more. I could. He, I feel like he's like not the potential is there to be even better. Like I feel like I feel like all these guys, their potential is there's so much more potential in them, and it's just not being uh, unleashed. And I can't help but think that they. It looks like they've lost their their spirit. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. it feels like. It feels like it's a shell of its former self. It almost reminds me of a team when like a team like the Washington Capitals who are like kind of like everybody's like getting older and like they're, they're making that last push and then they win the Stanley cup. And then it's like, okay, like there's like that relief and they can like, they go through the motions almost. It just feels like a team that is not cohesive and they, they don't have the same kind of will internally and, it's sad because it's a young team that their their aspirations are incredibly high and they should be regardless of regardless of the injuries they should still be right there in the playoffs and they should be playing hard and and they're just not i i think the way that i look at it is you brought it up by the end of this month the season could be completely over for the devils this is a they're about to go through a gauntlet dude and it's like, if you lose versus Columbus tomorrow, there are people. Saturday is going to be an ugly scene, which isn't fair to Sergey Breland because that's the Sergey Breland Ring of Honor game. But you can get blown away by the Dallas Stars. I mean, look at the way Vancouver played us and how and how good they were. You got the Dallas Stars. You got Vegas. You got the Hurricanes. You got Tampa. You got Colorado. The season could be over going into the into the All Star break, L- literally. Just like you're spelling doomsday for me. I always i i need i need the pickle here to uh, 
carry some optimism for us. You, you know what they're going to do is like, I'm happy that, you know, Lindy Ruff has that Lindy Ruff went back to Dawes. I mean, at this point, I don't even know what Lindy Ruff. Oh, there's Ruff, one. There's, yeah, there's that's a good that's Lindy a good, Ruff decision. That's a good decision. There you go. <laughs> he's going to ride this kid. He's going to ride this kid out. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. he's going to ride him into the ground. Well, I don't know if it's whatever. Like, I, mean, I mean, whatever. I mean, I mean, at this like play him, play him, play him. I mean, no, play him. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I'm I just saying, we, like it's it's just you, it got a kid coming off of a hip surgery who has looked very good, and I think he could possibly take the reins in, in the crease. And like, I think he's our best option right now. So you have to play him. But I mean, it's going to be if if he plays him the way that he should. It's going to be a lot of games. It's going to be a lot of wear and tear on them. Like, I'm I'm just curious to see how they hold up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know we're like, you know, at the, everyone's going to say, well, you can't play VTech. I mean, VTech is a serviceable backup, you know, that, sure. we, that they can, that they can plug in there and they continue, they will continue. I don't think they're going to give Nico Dawes the uh, Martin Brodeur, you know, treatment right. playing every freaking night, but <clears throat> Even even in this, I still believe this team has the talent to fix this, and that's where the frustration lies. Because I don't feel that Lindy Ruff is the guy to to bring him there. At, at this point in the season, he has shown that he is not the guy to bring him there, to bring us there. And we have the talent. You found you 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 fell ass backwards into a goalie with Nico Dawes. Make another change. Get somebody else. Change it. It's a it's it's the National Hockey League. Coaches change all the freaking time. Let's get somebody else. I don't I don't I don't give a shit that the, that that about last year. I don't give a shit about Lindy's progress with a lot of these guys. Like we're at a stage where our window is open, and I don't believe Lindy Ruff is the guy to bring us through that window. Do you really think that if you bring in a new coach, regardless of who it is, that the progress of Luke Hughes and the progress of Shimon Nemitz and all these guys is going to be worse. Is going to fall no. off? Like, come on, I mean, that's I mean, let's, look, let's look at let's look at Luke Hughes. Do you think his year would look slightly different if he wasn't playing with Brendan Smith for the majority of it? So Lindy Ruff is fifty-two, twenty-two, and eight when Andrew Burnett was on his coaching staff, and he is sixty-eight, ninety-three, and nineteen. 43 of a 4.30 percentage without him. I I think you have to make you have to make a move. Like you and at some point you really like I'm starting to look at Tom Fitzgerald and say like dude like you're the boss, man. You are the boss. Like you have to either step in and say uh, listen, we need to do something with our line combinations, or I think that we should give Holt to, you know, you you don't have to like force it. Like you're telling him what to do, but you can, you can phrase it. Like we need to figure out if we're going to give this kid a contract and extend him, or if we need to move him or whatever we have to do um, to get the kid more ice time, because he's going to demand a trade. I wouldn't be I surprised would. if he demanded a trade at this point, the whole Lindy rough Alex Holtz thing is taking on a life of its own online and you know it's become a thing like clearly so and he seems to I be just liked like by to the know team. what what is it like, what happened what what is it that did, did he i mean bang his daughter or something uh, yeah, like, that's what, I was what say, yeah. happened uh 
I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense to me to the way he the way he like actively punishes Alex Holtz for for mistakes. They happen, but you're not punishing other guys for for those. Yeah, same if you were mistakes. if you were going to be consistent and it'd be across the board, and you were going to punish everybody who turned the puck over in the defensive zone, by all means, go for it. Go yeah, ahead. And he like he just has this total hard on for him, and like where you know who you know who needed this tough love when when not so long ago was Jack Hughes. And I know yeah. he's a superstar of his of his own, and you know he would never whatever he would never. He like would when, never that that game where he was where Jack was kind of being a little bit of a bitch yep. and yelling at the refs like he needed the he needed the presence of an old vet like Lindy Ruff coaching and player to kind of grab him and tell him to knock it the fuck off. Never saw that. Never saw I mean, that. just the turnovers. If you want to just base yeah. it just on turnovers, Luke Hughes turns the puck over all the time. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like it's gonna happen. That's what happens. I mean. Holtz is still considered a rookie. And it's like, you know, we can we can get into Ollie, and Ollie's just like, oh, well, look at Fantilli. And it's like, Fantilli's 19 years old. You know what I mean? He's 19. We've already jerked Alexander Holtz around for three years, four years. It's like, when is enough enough? If you're if you're gonna if you just hate the kid that much, move him. If you're yeah. if if Tom Fitzgerald is gung-ho about keeping Lindy Ruff as their coach, even though I think the captain of our team and the heart and soul of our team hates him, which Lindy Ruff should probably look Nico Heischer in the face and say, hey, dude, like it's time for you to step up too. Like They're all going to follow you at this point. Jack's not here. Dougie's not here. It's like Nico Heischer has played good, but he can play better. He's not he, – he, there's, definitely, there's definitely more in him. And – why don't you push his buttons? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, why don't Absolutely. you push his buttons? It's like, why don't you push Jesper Bratt's buttons? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I really I really am wondering, like, what, what is going on in that whole situation? He refuses to say anything nice about the kid, regardless of the type of game that he plays. I know. It just... It's exhausting. It's very... I mean, I'm like... I don't think I unless he, unless it was him that made a point of that play that he benched Holtz for. I don't think anybody would have noticed it. No, I don't think any reporter, any of the any media guys would have would have noticed it. It was just a normal hockey play. He made a mistake. Yeah. What about what about like when Jack Hughes turned the puck over in in overtime that led yeah. directly to the goal? Like you know what I mean? Like you don't hear anything about that. Like oh, that's yeah. just a hockey play. It didn't go his way. He's got to learn how to. He's got to learn how to. You know be more responsible with the puck. Like it's not, Oh, you're not seeing any ice time. I mean, Holtz continues to see six minutes of ice time. Like literally it was like Shane Bowers and Wilman were the only people that had more ice time than him the other night. And it was like, I the, guess. The, I mean, and especially like when it's a tight, tight game and coming down to the wire and like, you need shots on goal. Like leaving him on the bench is idiotic. Like it doesn't, you can't, you can't justify keeping that kid on the bench when one they were losing the final three minutes of the game. I think, like, right? You don't, you don't think, you don't think it'd be a good idea to have him out there? No. Yeah, I know. Well, it's you know, like, you, so you're not going to play the, your number one five on five goal yeah. scorer, but you're going to play Nathan Bash. You're going to play Nathan Bash. Yeah, you're going to play Nate Bash. How does that make like, any sense? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. 
you're going to uh, right now arguably uh, uh, arguably the best shot on the team with all the injuries out like he's been playing on, on our the bench. power play just letting him rip too rip. it's like and that was a sweet goal last night <sighs> to, to to put it in from from that far out oh he awesome it. he bombed yeah it. he really did yeah i don't know it's uh very frustrating very concerning i'm starting to I, I I love Tom Fitzgerald. I'm just saying I'm I'm starting to like really like wonder like hey dude like at some point you have to I know it's like a tough you know you have to have a tough conversation but that's like that's what your job is man that's what you get paid to do. Is he scared? He, is he scared to admit the ship is sinking? I mean, you you know what you know what he did was he created this amazing roster that. Sure, it could use a little more heaviness and a little more north-south play for the playoffs or something like that. But that's something that you can acquire at the trade deadline if you have a Absolutely. team that's going into the playoffs. Um, it could use it could have used another defenseman for sure. We went into the we went into the season knowing that, and the goaltending was a big question mark. But he really did create this like, I mean, just a, a lineup filled with talent and. You know, we talked about getting Miles Wood off the team. He got rid of Blackwood. He, uh, you know, we were like, hopefully Brendan Smith shouldn't be playing because there shouldn't be a need to have him out there. And it's like, Lindy Ruff, just like, kind of like, just don't get up. You know what I mean? Like, let these guys go out and play. And we should be fine with the amount of skill that we have. And it's like, he he hasn't been able to do that. He, he, he can't giving, get out of his own way. He was given the keys to a Ferrari and he, and, and He's more or less crashed it into a fucking tree. He 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 can't get out of the way. He can't get out of his own way, and it's like it's affecting the growth of young players, and I think it's affecting the overall morale of the team. Um, I want Lindy Ruff fired. Yeah, I mean, think about it. From, if you're if you're if you're a player on the New Jersey Devils, and Alexander Holtz just has a sweet goal to tie the game gets the crowd back into it, and then he's benched. Like, what the fuck does that do to your bench? Yeah, I mean... Like, what, 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 what is going through your mind that, like, oh, well, he just, like... Uh, that's, I, I, to me, that's a, that's a morale crusher. I said get it the time kid, and time. Get the kid back out there. I said it time and time again. I think that the players know who should be out there, and when the best players aren't put on the ice, I think it it costs the coach credibility. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. once they start believe, you know, they don't believe in them, then it could spiral. Um, I want to know who does believe in Lindy Ruff. I would like to see like who I mean, on you the know team who believes in Lindy Ruff. It's Jack oh, on Hughes. The team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Team. Oh no. On the team. I'm saying what Jack Hughes, like, but what has I, Lindy Ruff done for the Lindy Ruff supporters that is so special that he should not have to worry about his job with the devils being in the position and looking the way that they've looked all season. This is not, this is did not start once the devils were injured. They have looked like shit all season. They have not looked the same as last year. Tell me what they, he has done that makes you think he deserves to get a free pass after all of this. That's what I want to know. To be honest, I don't think Jack gives a shit one way or another. Um, I don't think he has an opinion on. No, he's not. I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, he's not yeah, the most think, well thought out kid ever. I don't think he gives a shit. Um, I don't, I, 
I mean, Nico's definitely not singing his praises. Who and yeah, I can't. And when it comes, especially, I mean, even last year, I can't think of the guys really speaking, you know, in you know, very highly of him. You know, he he put the lines in a blender last year, and that was a whole thing. And the Devils had a ton of success it doing working, it. And it's like, right. all right, it worked. You know, like who were we to say anything? It's working, um, but it's not working anymore. And um, I don't know. Hey, I did run into a kid yesterday that um, recognized uh, me from, I guess, Twitter or whatever, and he had nothing but great things to say about everybody on the trap and everything. His name was Garrett. He was there with his old man, and they were uh, they were rooting for the team. He was really seemed like a, a good dude. So uh, shout out to him, yeah, I, and then uh, shout I, out to we gave away. Go ahead. I I actually ran into uh, Maddie Bowen last night at the game. She sits. Oh no shit! Two, That's who I was about to bring sections. up. Yeah, she sits two sections over from me. We, uh, she came up to me. Yeah, so we we did the we gave away some tickets um, f- from the podcast, and uh, we gave them away to Maddie, who has uh, been a friend of the podcast. And um, she said that she took her aunt for to her first ever hockey game last night. So, uh, big shout out to to Mads, and we're we're thinking about doing a live part uh, podcast from the brewery that she works at. Oh wow. Yeah, and they were going to Yeah, potentially they might do like a special brew for the trap. That's awesome. Although Maddie, I got to say you told me that she told me her poncho was her that she was wearing was her lucky devil's poncho. They never lose when when they wear it. So it gave me a lot of confidence going into the third period. <laughs> well, after really the back really backfired, Maddie. Yeah, you know it was one, you know it was something that like kind of was like a little concerning to me last night was they did come back and they scored those two goals in the first minute of the third period, and you're thinking that all right, well the Devils have all the momentum now. They kind of did control most of the game, and then it was like Montreal fought back a little bit, and the Devils just like folded. Like it was like you know oh. it was almost like they expected them to just completely roll over after they scored those two goals and they didn't get another goal easy and then it just turned into like I don't know I feel like they didn't they didn't play a complete game after that even despite giving them a two goal lead being able to come back and it was like you thought they would have just finished it out strong and kind of you know had they had them on the ropes. And they came back and Montreal throws a couple punches and all of a sudden the devils are backing up. And I'm like, what, what is going on right now? After, after Holtz's goal that you thought that they would just like turn up the heat and be like, all right, they know they're, they, they're better than this team. Yeah. They're going to fly around the rest of the period. They'll, they're going to get at least one more. And they, it was, they, they were just dead, just dead. And honestly, now that I'm, I'm I've talked myself into it. I, think that the benching of Alec Colts had something to do with that. Call me crazy that I think it affected the morale of the team. Well, the third line wasn't doing shit and they continued to throw them out there. It was bad. It was literally the third line was not, was not good. And I didn't look at the analytics or anything. So this is all I yeah. test. Like I just, to me, I just wasn't seeing. And, and the fourth line wasn't doing anything either. Like um, the only two guys I'd noticed last night were Jesper Bratt and Mikey McLeod. Those were like the only two guys. The only on the two people that I, that on I the entire felt, ice. Everybody that, that else I felt, looked like yeah. shit. Yeah. That's just – That's a problem. It's a problem. And it's and if you're not blaming Lindy, who are you fucking blaming? Right. Like if you're this Lindy Ruff supporter, who, 
who is this, who does this fall on that the team is not prepared that they look disinterested that they're losing to these bad teams who are you blaming because last night you certainly couldn't blame the goaltender so what's your next what's your what's your next one injuries I don't really care about your injury argument because our top six still should have been able to win that game. So what next? What, what's the next excuse for Lindy Ruff? How many more excuses do we need for this guy? Well, that was I one of the know. questions that was asked in the press conference was where do you guys, where, what do you think about where you stand halfway through the season? And he says, we're, we're injured. And it's like, that's not an answer. That's not that, an answer. That, that and is it's not, not an, an excuse. answer to the question that like, that's so lame. And I it's, think that just chicken like shit. It, that's a that's a chicken shit thing to say, and I think that that goes downhill to your players, where your players, your locker rooms, like you know, the whole organization, were injured. Also, it gives us a way out. Uh, uh, you know, it's like it, that's that's pretty that's weak. How about how about a little how about a little you know leadership and be like, hey, we this isn't the year we we've all expected to happen. That falls on me. We gotta change. We gotta change it up. We gotta. We gotta fix. When is things. he and ever that, and that falls on, that falls on me. He never falls on 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 the sword. He never does. And that's like that's literally leadership one on one. Like, dude, watch fucking Bull Durham, and like that's how you answer questions in, to the media. Just say, yeah, this isn't where we expect it to be right now. Uh, I got to do a better job uh, getting these guys ready. Tonight was unacceptable. Not oh, we're injured. As if like that's not an answer. It, oh, it, the, I, I didn't still- see that, and now that I didn't see that, Billy, and like that, absolutely infuriates. Yeah, well, me. Now well I have it's to okay that we that. lost because we're injured. It's okay that we're you know not in a playoff spot because we're injured. It's like he never once takes one for the team, and maybe deflects some attention from a from a guy like let's say Nico Heischer, Jesper Brad, or when Jack Hughes is going on a on a um you know he went on a little bit of a gold drought. It's like. It, Deflect some of that off of your players. Put it on you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like never once. Like so lame, so lame. He should take guy. his. He should take his corpse back up to Buffalo. Seriously, like I'm so over it. And um, I think I speak for on behalf of a lot of Devils fans. Like we we've just suffered for way too long, and and we're way too close, and we know what we're capable of. And I'm so happy that we had such a successful year last year because now it's like everyone saw what we were capable of, and we know that we can recreate that, and we know that we can be a team that wins and can win playoff rounds and stuff. So it's not like, oh, same old devils, you know what I mean? Like, no, we just broke the previous years, and then people are going to hang Lindy's hat on that forever. And it's like, yeah, I mean – Everybody had career seasons. It was like, that's great. But we know what we're capable of. So unless you're able to lead us there, then get the fuck out of the way. Anyway, um, they called up Hataka. So Hataka is going to play tomorrow in Columbus on defense, which I think is a good move. I actually want to see him... um, but it it sounds like Jack is still going to be out for a while. You haven't heard anything about Palat. There are a lot of injuries. I'm hoping they're going to have back-to-backs. I'm thinking that tomorrow they're probably going to play Vanacek. I'd rather see Vanacek play versus Columbus. I'd probably rather see Vanacek play versus Columbus and then Dawes play versus Dallas because you know that Dallas is going to be very tough. Saturday is um, Sergey Breland will be honored and inducted into the Devil's Ring of Honor 
um, rightfully so, the only devil whose number isn't retired that has won all three Stanley Cups. Sarge has been with the team since the early 90s and um, behind the bench. And, and, you know, you'd like to see him like he's a guy. I'm not suggesting that he'd be the head coach, but just the way that that guy played, he played, he was undersized. He was he was skilled, but he wasn't overly skilled. That guy played with a heart. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that guy played tough. There were no easy shifts. There were played the game the right way. And that's the kind of hockey that you'd like to see this team start putting together. And I do think that they they did simplify the game a little bit and they kind of dug down and and played difficult games on the road, on that road trip to where they did play like some gutsy games. And you would like to think that if they can continue to play that way, and if they could win some games and maybe squeak a couple past some of these good teams that they you know that they they might be underdogs going into that once they start getting healthier if they can just keep that mindset of like grind being grinders and, and simplifying things and, and playing the game the right way that they could start stringing some wins together and get hot at the right time but honestly like I don't have any reason to believe that right now and that's to me that's that's the disappointing part. That's why I'm kind of like starting to get a little disinterested because I'm not seeing the fight in the team right now. I'm not seeing the responses that I thought I would see in some of these press games and stuff that make me think that everybody's bought in and like, don't worry. Like we got this thing under control. We know that we could play better. It's been for, it's been half a season. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You got anything else? No, I'm tired of doing these. When we for the beginning of the season, we were so happy during these podcasts. Yeah, and yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, like uh, that's we. You lose to the Canadians at home when you have to win. You're gonna get a nasty podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, um, are you are you going this weekend or no? Uh, I am working. I will not be able to make it. I thought about make. I'm going to be working in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, cool. I thought like, yeah, I thought I would be able to make it. I would have been able to make it like just at puck drop if there was no traffic. So I decided to give up my ticket to a friend. Nice. But uh, I'll be there on Monday. Oh, cool. My brother's coming up on Monday. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, we together. should definitely get together for that. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, we'll probably try to get up there a little early. Um, and then I'm going to probably – are you coming back Sunday or no? Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Sunday, Sunday morning, night Sunday we'll afternoon. do something, and we'll recap uh, the Friday and Saturday games. Sounds good. All right, let me know if you're around. Um, yeah. yeah, I hope everybody uh, is uh, surviving this bitter cold. It was cold as balls last night, man. It still is. I know it's going to snow tomorrow too. Yeah. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna get six or seven inches down up to shore. Yeah. Um. I hope everybody stays safe uh, and, and warm. And we got two games this weekend, and they're kind of must-wins. And the further we get along into the season, the more important the games get. There are There's no gimmies, as you, as you could see. But um, I hope you've all enjoyed listening. Make sure you uh, hit the like button and review us and share it and give us a thumbs up and uh, feel free to comment. But you've been listening to the Trap Podcast. My name is Bill Botch. I'm here with my boy, Patty Shambro. For the pickle, for the tickle, all of us, we will see you next time. Peace. See you guys. Slip inside the eye of your mind.
You said 